This episode of Inside Voices is sponsored by Kids Bop. Today's hits sung by kids for kids. Kids Bop takes popular hits and creates clean, family-friendly versions. This makes it perfect for everything from classroom parties to creating class playlists. You can head over to kidsbop.co.uk forward slash teachers for the latest classroom and teacher resources. These resources include everything from seated dance-alongs to British Sign Language and even printables to make your classroom a more engaging place. Or why not build a classroom playlist with your class's favourite hits? Kidsbop is also available on all streaming platforms like Apple Music and Spotify. Welcome back to another episode of Inside Voices, a teacher podcast made by teachers for teachers, where we look at all things education, from the power of relationships to literacy approaches in the classroom. I'm your host, David. And I'm Laura. And remember, in here, we use our Inside Voices. So this is a bit of a special episode for us. It's one of our first sponsored ones. And it's also a Halloween episode because we're coming up to Halloween. So we thought we'd take the time to discuss everything to do with Halloween in schools. It's an interesting time. But to kick us off, do you have any like memories, core memories of Halloween when you were at primary school? It's got to be the school discos. Surely it's got to be the school disco. Now, my school, we didn't really have... I feel like now there's quite a lot of discos. I feel like there's discos quite often. We didn't well, we have do like, discos for everything. Yeah, we Easter disco. <laughs> like, we didn't have a disco for like Valentine's or anything. We had Christmas and we had Halloween, and then at primary seven you had like an end of year disco or an end of primary school disco. These were peak entertainment. Absolutely. I mean, the knee slides still happen. I'm glad to see the knee slide hasn't been retired in the years since I've been at school. But we used to get our like tuck shop money and we'd go and like, the lunch kind of hall would be all set out with all the tuck shop sweeties and you'd go and just basically fill yourself up on sugar and then spend the rest of the night running around to busted, you know, yeah. cha-cha sliding your little heart out and your makeup would be like sweated down your face. You'd come out and be a different person, you know. Do you like remember what you used to dress up as or like? No, I just remember falling out though with my parents like every single Halloween because they'd make me put a jacket on and I'm like, (laughs) (sighs) but you know, the witch doesn't wear a jacket. She doesn't feel the cold. Why are you making me put this on? You're ruining my life. But (laughs) I can't remember any specific costumes. The costumes were not as fancy back then. No, like I remember like my costumes were always kind of like, sometimes find what's in the dress up box like from previous years or it was just like a mismatch of like putting things together to make a costume there was one year that I had before onesies were a thing I had like a skeleton costume I loved that skeleton costume it was probably the thinnest cheapest material you could actually find so I had to wear like wear clothes underneath it but it was I just thought I was the guy running about like in this black skeleton I was always the person who was last minute though I would go and it would be more like what is left in the supermarket in your size that you can actually get and it was always the same you know you get those long witch fingers and you used to (laughs) put the fingernails on oh I'd forgotten about them preparing myself for the acrylic nail days and the ones that were like uh, glow in the dark you could get the the glow in the dark ones and you'd put them all on your fingers and the teeth in the nose and everything (laughs) yeah iconic Um, like obviously we are now teaching and we have to go to these discos and think and Halloween events yep. quite regularly. Do you do anything in your class for Halloween, or is it just you keep it to the disco and you don't really no. touch it because the kids get a bit hyper around they Halloween? They're so excited, but I think you need to play on that. Like, think 
we're looking back at our experience of Halloween as a kid and we're still laughing about it and like remembering these things that were great about it. Yep. So I think you need to play on that excitement because at the end of the day, you have so many days in school. If you take a couple hours out to celebrate an event that they're excited about, it's not going to be the end of the world, you know? So yeah. I always do... So trick-or-treating, if you're American, I think they call that... Well, I'm guessing they call it in England as well. Do you know why they call it trick-or-treating? No. Seriously? Are you going to tell know? me? Maybe. <laughs> uh, do you remember that uh, teacher I told you about that was lived in America that I had in primary three uh-huh. um, and, the, and a couple of episodes ago so she told us that when she lived in America it's called trick or treat because if you don't get a treat when you're a child like if you don't if you go to someone's house and you don't get a treat um, then you go back the next day and you do some kind of trick on them <gasps> so like she had people on her street like they would butter up their their hand like they would they would smear butter all over the handles of their doors and like things like that they would just like wreck their houses if they didn't get a treat from a certain house that's savage so I'm glad that doesn't happen over here because in no. Halloween I like whack the lights off yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I'm, like get the curtains down yeah. like I'm not I mean I've got excuses my husband's birthday on Halloween so like I I have a valid excuse for not answering my door you're just valid. being mean they obviously call it trick or treating trick or treating but we call it guising so if you didn't know in Scotland it's called guising and I'm guessing that's to do with disguise. I actually probably should have looked at that before I came out with this statement, but it's called guising, presumably, because... <laughs> we're going to go, <laughs> gonna go look at Google and it'll just be like, that's not what it means. It's not actually why it's called guising. <laughs> but I always do like a little guising with them. So we have a door that goes outside. So we've got like a balcony off of our class and I stand in the classroom at the door and I make them do the whole thing. They knock on the door and I put a show on. I'm like, hello stranger I do not know you and then they have to tell yeah they have to tell me their best joke and then I stand and I have like a bucket of sweets and they can take a little sweet and they have to tell me their best jokes obviously sometimes I hear like the same one over and over but actually some of them are so funny have you got one for us yes but it's a bit of a Glasgow niche so I'm gonna have to explain it at the end so What did? Neem- but you've just—I love the fact that you've oh. told us that these jokes are really funny now. And no, this—I think you'll like this one. Okay, go for it. What did Nemo say when he got hit by a bus? I have no idea. Ouch, McGill's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. Now I need to explain it. Yeah. So if you're not in Glasgow, our bus company is called McGill's, like McGill's. Okay. And Nemo yeah. said McGill's because he got. Oh, when you have to explain a joke, <laughs> <laughs> that's rough. Um, yeah, I heard one uh, one of the kids in my class told me this week, um, and it kind of caught me off guard, to be honest, because he just came up and he was like, I've got a great dad joke for you. I was like, okay, what is it? He always tells me dad jokes, and I kind of have to be like, ha, ha, ha. Or that's terrible. And this one was actually quite good. It's a Star Wars one, so you probably won't laugh again. Why am I talking about Star Wars <laughs> again? But um, it, he started and he said, what does Yoda say when he sees himself in 4K? HDMI. <laughs> Actually, that's quite funny. How good is that? Even I get that one, right? Okay, that was like, like, that is a good one. I was thinking that was so funny. But do you not remember, like, kids just tell jokes now. We had to do, like, a full-scale performance. Like, rehearse a song and everything? We had to yeah. do, like, a song or a poem or... I don't know if it's just different for us because we lived in a, a small village and it's still quite traditional and that kind of thing. Like, it was really community-based. Um, I don't know if that's always been the case for people at my age, but we genuinely put the work in yeah. for that. You did not get away with just doing a wee joke, like like a cracker joke or something. Like you did not get away with that. You had to be prepared. Rehearsals. Yeah, so we did songs, we did poems, we 
told jokes and stuff like that, but it was genuinely a full scale. And the people in the house were probably like, oh my goodness, like give us a break. <laughs> I don't like, want get, you to get, be at my door for five minutes. Get out of my house. <laughs> Take your tap dancing shoes off. But we would go into people's houses. I don't know. Did you do that? Yeah, or did you just stand yeah. at the door? So we would go in and they would have like their front room set up with all their Halloween stuff. And then you would go in, do your little performance in the front room, and then you would get your like your monkey nuts and your Yeah. You've actually just it. triggered the, a memory for me that I went and I was out gazing with my friends. Probably one of the last times I did it as a child because I can remember it. And I was at my friend's house. So we weren't in like my kind of street. We were at her house. And these people had set up like their house to be like a haunted house. But we didn't know this at the time. We thought it was just decorated well. And we're like, oh, this is so cool. But turns out the adults were having their own like Halloween party <laughs> and getting a kick out of scaring all these kids. <laughs> so we... They're like, oh, come in like that. And you go into the front room and you like say your little joke or whatever. And someone like ran out at us, at us like, dressed up. That was amazing. Tr- honestly, it was so scary. I remember us like running out of this house like, I don't want a sweet. I don't want anything. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm done with this. And I just remember that as soon as you said that going into like people's front rooms and yeah. stuff. That was brilliant. That's also quite unhinged. Um, <laughs> so obviously we spend um, Halloween in school. Like I... I'll celebrate it. Like I'll do the discos. Um, last year we did like Dukin for apples and is things. Is that a, like universal thing? You might need to explain that. So Dukin for apples. I don't know if this is a universal. Dukin. It's a good Scottish word. Um, you're basically like you've got a bowl or a basin filled with full of water and you bob apples about in it. Yeah. And you either have to like dunk your head in and That's try the and traditional way. Yeah. Yeah. You literally just face first. But then a lot of kids don't want to do it because they've got their Halloween makeup on or you're at school or whatever. So we used to do that. We used to like chuck our whole head in and try and get it with your mouth and you get one shot and then the person next to you goes and so on. So unhygienic. <laughs> um, but the kind of way that you do it now is you you stand with a fork in your mouth uh-huh. or in your hand. I think, I think you're supposed it. to do it in your mouth, but okay. obviously we can't do that because... So like you stand up, you put, the basin, you put the basin on the floor, you stand up or you kneel on a chair and you just like drop the fork from a height and the fork makes it way down and, and you try and like stab an apple and if you get it, you win an apple. Now that was never a prize for me because I can't stand apples. Nobody wants to eat the apple. But yeah. it was more of a pride of just like you have been the one that actually managed to get the apple. I don't know. So sometimes I do that in the class, obviously not the head dunking one, but the fork... Like we have sweets, we have treats. Sometimes we put on like a wee Halloween movie, that kind of thing. I don't go in full hog for it because I think they've got their disco and the kids are like yeah. hyper enough as it is, to be honest. But I will like decorate the class a little bit. I'll do bits and pieces for Halloween. But this year I think I'm going to go more in for it because um, we were talking earlier about some of the things that Kids Bop have mm-hmm. on their website for like Halloween. They're doing like an eight hour uh, live stream for the music which we'll talk about later they're doing dance alongs they're releasing new music and stuff like that so I think there's more things out there now that I might put into practice in yeah. my class and I think as well when you're saying about like the kind of listen alongs and the playlists and stuff whereas before it was maybe a very like, traditional Halloween music if you will yeah now this it's a nice, is like, Halloween yeah. this, all that now stuff. it's a nice mixture of things so it's like songs they will know because like you said they're so hyper I think you need to sort of play your cards right and play yep. into that well but it's also such a good time for themed learning like i for writing i love mm. spooky season for writing because they've all got in their heads what their costumes are going to be who they're going to dress up as and i remember one year i did okay think of what you're dressing up as for halloween because they know like months in advance they've been telling me since august what they're going to dress up as for halloween mm-hmm. they've also been trying to guess what i'm going to dress up as for halloween 
No one knows yet. Not going to tell you. Do you want to give us like a wee? No. Okay. Can I guess? <laughs> Is it Taylor Swift? Oh. <laughs> I hope they're not listening to this. <laughs> that was far too easy. You're going to Taylor Swift. I can dream. What era? I, uh, it's going to be a fearless. Okay. Whoa, she's classic. going for the ball gun. No, no, no. I'm not going to come in a ball gun. Right, okay. I'm just going to, you belong with me, you know, the little right. junior jewels. Okay. Keep it simple. Anyway. <laughs> You're getting a wig. Writing. You're getting a wig. No. Right, okay. No. We're talking about writing and we get on to Taylor Swift. <laughs> if you ask them what they're dressing up as, and you can do this like two ways. You can do this really in a silly kind of way, like a fun way, uh-huh. or you can do it in a way that's a bit more serious. So you take your... Um, character that you're dressing up as or whatever you're dressing up as and you think of the most unlikely place for that character to be. So like... Taylor Swift in a dungeon. Right, okay. So it's just random. And then you ask them to write a story about that and it's some of the things that come up so funny or you can take it really seriously and imagine your character where do they live? Like who are their friends? And it's also really interesting. You can do like potion making recipes if you want to do instructional, right? And you could do like how to get out of the haunted house. Mm. You could do like loads of setting description. There's t- tons you can do with like creative writing at this time of year. And it's yep. also nice to take a break sometimes, I think, from your kind of standard. Your normal structure. Yeah, writing. your standard writing. Yeah, I liked in that actually with writing that you can, uh, you obviously follow your curriculum, you follow your plan, the whole thing. But it's nice sometimes to just take moments for like the World Cup when the World Cup was on we did a lot of stuff with the World Cup like it's good to take those kind of themed moments you said you were dressing up as Taylor Swift have you dressed up as like anything else in the past last year I did Miss Trunchbull because oh, we yes. were reading <laughs> Matilda and let me say there is nothing more humbling than needing to go to the shops for your lunch before Halloween mm. and when you're a primary school teacher like I look like I'm just wearing joggers and I have a massive monobrow in my hair and a big bun <laughs> and I wear a belt round my hoodie for fun because it's not even Halloween, right? We don't always do the dress up day on Halloween because it depends yeah. when it falls, like what, what weekday it falls on. So sometimes you go in, it's like a, just a Monday and Halloween isn't, or Halloween's been, or it's, it's not until the weekend or whatever it is. And you're just picking up your cheese and pickle sandwich with a costume on. People are like... Yeah, you're just rolling. Are you okay? You're rolling about the supermarket as a pirate. And truly, nothing more humbling than that. Like, what job do you have? Yeah, where <laughs> that's what you're doing for the I, day. Um, last year, I came in as Elvis, and I think I'm going to have to repeat because I actually don't. I, I'm, I'll need to get another costume because I've done Elvis a couple of times now. And to be honest, the the kind of backbone and the confidence it, it takes to to actually turn up to somewhere as Elvis, especially when quite, no one in the no year of the Elvis that, yeah. movie, like oh, yeah. That was quite a bold move for myself and I don't look anything like Elvis, so it was just kind of, you know, it was a bold one. I also did a Jack Sparrow once. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, the kids didn't really know who that was anymore. I suppose that's It was kind of outdated. Yeah. Um, I had the whole wig and everything going on, which was not fun. Like, (laughs) it had braids in and everything. (laughs) Like, I've not gone fully out for Halloween before, but like an Elvis costume or a Jack Sparrow has been fine. I just don't know what I'm going to do this year. You've not like got I'm, long to figure it out. Well, I'm not going as Taylor Swift. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, this episode comes out just around about Halloween. It's tomorrow. Ah. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm going to go for this year. I might just do something completely random and just like see if they get it. There's a staff member that we work with that tries to do like a pun every time. Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember where he came in as last time, but he tries to do like a punt. And I saw one on TikTok and it was a guy who was like in a graduation costume. Did you see this? No. He was in a graduation costume and he had cookies all over him. What do you think that was? It took me so long to get this. Graduation costume, cookies. I was like, graduate no cookie. Idea. Yeah, that's what like, I'm thinking of. College I'm like, I cookie. Don't know. Smart cookie. Smart. That's good. Yeah, I thought it was quite good. I like the, um, have you seen the grammar police one as well? That's a good one for teachers. So it's like you dress up as like a police officer it. and then you just put like incorrect grammar all over yourself or like you write it on. And oh, you're the grammar right, okay. police. Like, I always think that's really funny, but also probably more, more so if you teach older ones that they'll get it. Yeah. Like you just miss misspell words and like put programmer all over you and you're like oh, yeah I also police. just like feel like that might be a bit sad being the grammar police uh-huh. there's always one person who's like oh, you're yeah you know I don't know we'll see um, but I need to, to kind of get on like on my bike with it to, to actually figure out what I'm going to do <laughs> Remember, you can head to kidsbop.co.uk forward slash teachers for all your resources. You can check out their eight-hour listen-along on the 30th and 31st of October on the Kids Bop YouTube channel. And check out their latest song release, Vampire, to get you in the Halloween mood. Um, is there anything else that you've done, like, in your class, apart from writing? Like, we're spoken about writing, and writing's probably the most... I don't know, writing's probably the most... Or the easiest thing to slip Halloween ideas into. Yeah. In a way, because you're doing your character, you're doing your setting, you're doing all these different creative ideas. Is there anything else you've used it for? So, for example, I think we did a Halloween like escape room one year. Yeah, that was good fun. Which was really good. You can get them online. You can find them anywhere. And it was to do with maths. They had to do a lot of problem solving. And to be honest, if your kids are sitting, if your class are sitting in front of you, all dressed up, like you've got fairies and witches and soldiers and astronauts, like, everyone's sitting in front of you as all these people. Like, are they going to be sitting down doing a textbook page of maths? Yeah, no. Probably not. Like, you probably want to make it more active for them. So is there anything else that you've done that people could just pick up quite easily? Or I mean, I would say maths, but it depends what what you're doing in maths at that time. So mm. with the planner that we follow, we usually are doing measurement around this time of year. So there's ones where you could, like, measure the area or of the rooms in the haunted house or you could if you're doing measurement of liquids you could make potions with that um you could do the area or the perimeter of like how far do you walk when you're trick-or-treating or when you're guising mm-hmm. so you could pretend you're guising around the playground and you can measure like the distance walked and all of that oh and you could do like coordinates with yeah that. you could yeah, do stuff like that or i think it's a really good one for science as well and like one-off science and stem things are always so exciting because it's something a bit different, piques interest a wee bit. And if you're not following a topic as such, I feel like you have a bit more freedom with it. So things like, I call it gloop. I don't think it's actually, the technical term is not gloop. But you know the old like cornstarch and water and when you're holding it in your hands, it's like really hard and then you let it go and it drips through your fingers. Yes. Is that called like a Newtonian liquid or something? Yeah, I, think I, I can't remember that what it's called, but I mean gloop, the technical term. <laughs> gloop. Gloop. <laughs> and... You make that, but that's a really good discussion on like the changes of how things change yeah. with movement. It's a good discussion on mixing and making sure you've got the right ratios. And quite often, like I used to make this when I was a kid quite a lot, but I don't think they really get the opportunity. Like, I don't think it's really a thing anymore. Maybe it was just a craze when I was younger. Yeah. But every time I've done it, they've been like, whoa, like, when I'm holding it, I'm like, what do you think is going to happen when I let it let go? And they're all like, oh, it's going to stay in a ball or it's maybe going to go like flat like slime wood and then it drips through your fingers. It's mm-hmm. always, 
wow, it's amazing. And you can give them like a little train. They can do it together because it's it's really easy to make. And they can do it in groups of four. Or if you were doing like chemical reactions, you could make little like potions. Why didn't I think of that when I was making slime? Yeah. Do you know how like last week I thought I had this crazy, a crazy idea. It was kind of crazy when I look back. But to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I just kind of wanted to make a TikTok out of it. But I decided in measurement that I would uh, make slime with my class. And I had this great, like, grand plan. I, I got the recipe printed out. They had all their measurements to do with their measuring jugs. They had all their ingredients, blah, blah, blah. Disaster. Like, it couldn't have gone worse. Not a single ounce of slime was made that day. I don't know what happened. But lots of memories were. Lots of memories were, yeah, bad ones. It was <laughs> terrible. But I, I think that gloop one would have been way better. The gloop is good, and you can put, like, little... I've put in, like orange glitter and like googly eyes that's what we were planning to do and we didn't even that. get to do that because it just would have been glitter in a bowl yeah of like true. liquid <laughs> but then you could do also like you could do you could do art in halloween like obviously there's tons of artistic options that you can do so you could if you designed a monster or something that you can then link it to everything so like you could do a diary of the monster for a day or the yeah. monster comes to wherever it is you live and is that you see him out guising like what are you gonna do you know there's so many ways to link it and I think that gets so much you get so much out of your students yeah engagement rate goes right yeah up, when you it? pick something that they're invested in you get so much out of them and like I said at a time where there's so much creativity going through their brains because how often do you sit down to write and even though you've been you know drilling and setting or character for weeks you sit down to write and they go I, can't I don't think know what to write about yeah I can't think of anyone yeah but I saw a really good one that would also work for Halloween and it was like what if statements so basically um you get everyone writes down a whole bunch of what ifs right and they write it on post-its or whatever and you can keep the jar like at the front of your room or you could keep it in a cupboard or whatever and if it's if students get stuck on what they want to write so you could turn it into a what if and make it a halloween situation so what does it like can you explain that a bit more so like you pull a bit of yeah so every student would write down a what if statement so like what if taylor swift showed up in your classroom Right, and then that's what they have to write about. Uh, and they use that as sort of inspiration. So they're kind of So it's more, a bunch of prompts, basically. Uh, and you could do it seasonally. So you could do ones for Christmas. You could do ones for Halloween. You could do... So if you made a Halloween one, it could be what if... I'm thinking of a book that we recently read called Creakers by Tom Fletcher. And that's kind of like a... Not Halloween, but it's about monsters. So what if you woke up and all the adults in the world had disappeared? Because that's what happens in Creakers, right? And... It's a really good book. It's hilarious. If you need a good book recommendation, that is the one. It's Never so read good. It. Um, and they have to write about that. But all of the students just come up with them and they can add to the jar whenever they want. Or like I said, you can make it like a specific Halloween themed one. And I think that would be a really great tool for people who get stuck on what to write. And in that way, at least if some, like, say the majority have a good idea to run with because they know what they're dressing up as or whatever. If there's a couple that don't, they can go and grab from the what if jar and that's a really good something. i'd never heard of that before no, that's a really good idea i wish and i knew so who easy. to credit because i saw it online it's not my idea but i can't remember who it was if i mm. find out i will insert it. it into the description because i can't remember who it was but like that gives this the writers in your class that struggle with imagination or struggle to get that first spark or struggle to get started it gives them such a good like starting point yeah because i find that is the biggest hurdle to get over when you start writing what do i write about like obviously you do your planning, you do your preparation and stuff, but if it's just a sit down and write today, 
like an imaginative free write or whatever it is, which we do quite often, some children really struggle with that imagination side of things. I don't know if that's to do with like technology, gaming's taking that away. I don't know. You could literally attribute mm-hmm. it to anything, but a lot of people, uh, a lot of children, sorry, I've seen struggle with that first moment of, I don't know what I'm going to write about. So that prompt idea could be such a good one. Yeah. I've never thought of that before. Yeah, that is a good one. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna set it up and try it. But Halloween's like a good time to try it. I yeah, think. absolutely. And um, we've spoken about kind of like maths, which you can do. Art's a big one, and we have spoken about art previously, and we think that maybe art and the arts are, I suppose, dwindling a little bit in school. Because we've spoken about like you have to have. You used to get a music teacher that came in. You used to have an art teacher that came in. You used to have all these different specialist subjects come in, and now teachers are kind of just expected to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. So your mu- your music's covered through like your assemblies, and your music's covered through your Christmas songs and all that kind of thing. And you do we do six weeks of music or whatever it is but it's maybe not as in-depth as it once was and there's big focus on STEM there's big focus on technologies and all these things are great but I sometimes feel like I would love to do more art in my class and Halloween gives and any season gives you those opportunities like you're going into fall or, or, or autumn you can do lots of different art things with leaves you can do all these things but one of the things that we did with art uh one time I can't remember if it was in school I'm in now if it was previous it was really simple and it was just um creating like 3d pumpkins so it was like a kind of origami thing type thing I think I got it online that was a good one I really enjoyed that the the children loved that because you obviously had to design your pumpkin and then you had to make it yeah um you can also do like art and design type things where you have to design a costume um and these are like pull off the shelf quick things that you can do just to spark a little bit of creativity We actually carved pumpkins one year as well. Did you actually? Um, Yeah, it was a local sort of green space that we have who are brilliant. We get to go to that space all the time and they do outdoor learning and it's it's phenomenal. I can't even put into words how good it is. They got in touch and they said, well, we want to decorate with pumpkins and stuff. We'll donate in, or I think the local supermarket donated in some pumpkins. And And every child had their own uh, pumpkin. It was just like my class and another class. Actually, it was another two classes, I think. And we got to carve out the pumpkins and it was so fun it was great and we also made um again this is not my idea it was it was their idea they came to us we made spider webs out of sticks so we gathered up loads of Mm. sticks and then used string to tie them to look like spiders webs and they were so good and they looked brilliant and in the um outdoor space they took them and they decorated like a a path through the space with all of these decorations and i think it was a couple of schools that did it It wasn't just us so they had tons of options but that would be spider web craft would be a really yeah and pretty low cost as well because all you really need would be the string i mean if you're going at a walk you there's especially with the weather today there'll be plenty of sticks on the ground Mm -hmm. by the time we're done uh filming this so you can go around grab some sticks and then they can make these spiders webs and they look so good and you can you know they can take them home and hang them outside their house or they can you can decorate the classroom with them and that's such a good idea never thought and then that's another good one for you know measurement or can we measure like the perimeter of the yeah because you need bigger web. ones on the outside and like smaller as you go in yeah. and that kind of thing and then that pattern and all that is sort of linking mm-hmm. everything in and also good for fine motor skills she's bundling her outcomes she is fine motor <laughs> skills we can tie our can you tie a knot in that mm. can you also talk can we also just talk about how gross pumpkins are oh I love them I think they smell so good no though. but like have you ever like getting the stuff out of the middle yeah I love doing that are you joking no I love it 
I think it's so satisfying. All this, I think, I like when it's all slimy and everything, I think that's so satisfying. I think it's the most gross thing in the world. Like and all the seeds and everything. Yeah, you love it or hate it. And then mm, also the smell. A lot of people hate the smell of pumpkin. I love the smell of pumpkin. Do you know traditionally in Scotland, and maybe, the, I don't know if it's the UK or not, but we used to do turnips. Yeah. Traditionally, instead of... Uh, pumpkins in a lot of places still do actually I think pumpkins is more of an American thing yeah. but traditionally we used to do what's they call them? they call them what? jack-o'-lanterns in America in yeah. America yeah so uh, yeah I don't know why we did turnips to be honest and I don't know why they do pumpkins I'm like, presuming it's something to do with the fact that we probably didn't have pumpkins yeah probably <laughs> like I don't know if pumpkins not are really not me trying to like talk about cultural things and not having a clue again watch us go back and Google, Google this it. and it's like, yeah, pumpkins have always grown in Scotland, but I'm going to presume that pumpkins are not. Do you know what's like bog standard? Do you know Scottish. what's really strange, right? Talking about like Scottish um, traditions. See down in Kilmarnock. Have you ever been? Yes. Lovely town. Kilmarnock has a different Halloween than everyone else. Did you know this? What? I'm not even joking, right? So my family, I've got family down in Kilmarnock and my sister lives down near there now. And all the villages around Kilmarnock. I don't know if it's... I don't think it's all of Ayrshire. I think it is genuinely just Kilmarnock and surrounding areas. They Instead of doing the 31st of October, they do... And I'm, this is... You can search this up. This is genuine. They do... I think it's the last Friday in October or something like that. So it will just always sit before... Or the Friday before Halloween or something. It's... I don't know why they do that. There's no way you're not winding me up. No, I'm not. Like, seriously, you can go and check that out. Are you trying to get me to go to Kilmarnock on, like, the last Friday? I actually might like, just get oh, my sister guys. on the phone and be like, can you... I think she calls it Kelly Ween, but I don't know if they actually call it that or she just made that name up. But they genuinely have a different day for Halloween in that one town. My friend lives in Kilmarnock. I'm going to need to ask her this. How like, bizarre is that? That is, that is, yeah, bold. There's lots of different traditions and stuff like that, though, that you can like segueing back to school yeah. you can like introduce to your children so the minute I say to them oh we're going guising they have no idea what you're talking yeah. about it's all trick or treat for them and the Americanization of Halloween is huge and mm -hmm. also the kind of corporate aspect of Halloween the kind of I don't know what you would even call it um, the fact that it has been so monetized and Halloween is so different than what it was mm -hmm. 20, 30 years ago. You can actually have that discussion with your class and do, again, a nice easy lesson. Differences, similarities, you can compare and contrast. Yeah. It's can, a really good geography lesson as well to speak about Halloween across the world because obviously there's we different... We did that one year, didn't we? Yeah, there's different traditions everywhere and you can even give them, if they're a bit older, you could give them like a free choice. Go and research Halloween in whatever country it is that you're interested in. Or you can maybe give them like a select few. I know when I did it last year, I, gave, I think we came up with together like 10 countries. And in that way, it just meant everyone picked from that 10. Um, and they went and they made like a little fact file on it. And they looked at like the different traditions. And they were so excited about it. And, you know, I learned some things that I didn't know happened in different countries and such. So... Again, another cross-curricular link and, like you said, a really kind of, qu not quick because it would maybe take up the whole afternoon, but yeah. a good way to sort of pique interests and then link into a whole bunch of other curriculum links because you could link that to your kind of digital literacy, reliable and unreliable sources, typing skills, like all of those things would come into play as well as geographical knowledge. Yeah, 100%. I mean, one that we, we're literally just going through the curriculum here, but these are all like quick, easy ideas that you can pick up 
the morning of Halloween. Like you can pick that up and you can say, okay, I need to do something for Halloween in my class. I'm really struggling for ideas. And most of these are quite quick and easy that you can just get going. Um, another one that you can just pick up quite easily is drama. Like drama at Halloween is so easy and I'm not saying you put on a show like you're not sitting there and giving everyone a character and a script and all that stuff like that is not happening but drama games are a great way to build community in your class they're a great way to get build engagement they're a great way to get listening and talking skills out there as well and to tick off off all those aspects of your curriculum so like a great drama game is a hot seat Mm -hmm. so you could say to someone okay come and sit in the hot seat up the front of the class and you give them a character and you maybe don't tell the class and they have to ask like 20 questions and that character then has to answer as a character. So I could say to them, right, you're Frankenstein's monster. And they would have to answer as Frankenstein's monster. I don't even know if you can speak. Can Frankenstein's monster speak? I don't think that so. That was like the worst one. Dracula. Okay, so you're Dracula up the front and they had to ask like questions like, oh, what do you like to eat? Or whatever. And he's like, oh, not garlic and stuff. So you have to act as that character mm-hmm. and it's a great on the spot you can tell I'm really good at it it's a great like on the spot um, drama game that they can play they love it Yeah, like the hype is already there because it's Halloween the hype is already there because they're like so hyper but it's a great way to just get those talking and listening skills going and you can even do like little debates and stuff as your characters yeah. and I love all and that stuff and if they're really confident with it as well I remember doing this one time and I got them to, I said to them you know if you're confident you have to like walk into the chair like in character like you have to and you can actually act I like sit in character do you know those, those videos it's like shake my hand in character yeah and they go through and they shake hands it's like that but they have to come and like actually act like the character in the seat and it's, some of them are so good and it's so funny so like, if they were being Dracula they had to like come in they might like pull their collar up and be like <laughs> You know, and let's sit down. It's they're really creative and really funny, but obviously that's only that comes with confidence and like sort of classroom culture and being comfortable with each other. Yeah. Um, but that's a really good. You're right. Hot scene is such a good one, and let's say because everyone's already kind of in the swing of got something in their mind. Yeah. It's a it's a good one to do. But the hype sometimes, like the hype sometimes gets too real. It can be hard to manage. Yeah. So sometimes you're like, oh my goodness, this is going to be the longest day of my life. Yeah. How do you manage? the Halloween hype in your class when you've got 30 people in costume. Well, not every school lets them dress up, but our school lets them dress up, which I love. I think that's great Um, because the kids just love it. But how do you manage it? I think you just need to remind yourself that they are children. And that it's one day. (laughs) It's one day. And we don't see Halloween the same way. For them, Halloween is one of the most exciting days of the year. And you remind yourself, you're sitting in front of kids who look forward to this for months. This is the peak of their childhood memories and you know what if a for a couple days you're wild in the class but you're making memories and you're happy and you're really enjoying it then cool I mean I'm not going to say they're running wild around the classroom I'm not going to let you away with things <laughs> I was say, like you can't just do whatever your class? I know you can't just do whatever you want so I think a good way is also to have a, an honest chat with them obviously last week we spoke about the power relationships and that's where this comes into play because you can sit them down either the day before or the morning of and say, look, I know we're all in costume. I know we're all really excited, but that doesn't mean our standard classroom rules and expectations are going to slip. We're still going to treat each other with kindness. We're still going to listen when others are trying to talk. We're still going to show respect for the classroom and the resources and the people in it. And then that's kind of all it needs. Usually in my experience, sometimes children can get that sort of over 
overly excited but again you remind yourself this is really important to them and this is a big day for them and then that's when you utilize the things that we spoke about earlier like the kind of the listen alongs or your, the classroom playlists and things like that kids pop have on their website they're really good ones to utilize because it kind of doesn't distract I wouldn't say it distracts them from the excitement because you still want them to be excited but it just allows them to be that excited way without it getting out of hand because they're going oh I love this song and then they can kind of sing along whilst they're doing their writing or you know it's just a way to sort of tap into the excitement but still keep it under control. Yeah I totally agree we have like we forget how big Halloween is for children sometimes I certainly forget um, but it's huge think about back to your own memories think about how much you were anticipating it looking forward to Halloween like getting dressed up going out with your friends it was maybe the first time or one of the first times you were allowed to just roam the streets uh-huh. and, and all those things the, the discos and everything and the amount of sweets and treats that you got was just ridiculous like you forget as an adult how much that means to children and I think in school you just either need to you keep a lid on it like you do need to keep a lid on it because if it gets out of hand then it's just mayhem for the day and you don't get anything out of them but you need to tap into that mm-hmm. hype in a certain way like we've spoken about lots of ways that you can tap in with engagement and things and doing kind of high engagement activities to channel that energy because there is so much energy in the room there's every child is hyper looking forward to whatever but you just need to channel it in the right ways mm-hmm. with your drama games your art your writing don't make everything about Halloween. Like I've fallen into the trap of every single thing that I do today must be about Halloween. And by the end of it, everyone's sick to the back teeth of Halloween because you've focused on it so much. So I would put in a bit of normality into your day, yeah. but also let them have fun. They're only kids once. Yeah. And don't take yourself too seriously. You have to embrace it as well. You know, if you sit there going, this is truly awful. It's a long day for you. Like embrace it. Let yourself have a bit of a laugh, like let your hair down a wee bit because yeah. then you're you're going to enjoy it as well. I think some of the best memories sometimes are made on these sort of exciting days as well in the classroom. Like I think it's a really yeah. good way to get to know your students in a way where it's like this is not a traditional school day, it's a little bit less formal and like I said it's it's a bit of a laugh and like don't take yourself too seriously, have a wee bit of a laugh with them. And I think also the worry sneaks in that if things get out of control today, they'll be out of control forever. You know, if my classroom management isn't on at the top of its game today you know what's it going to be like for the next six weeks or something it's like that is not the case no. you get these high hyper moments and these days that yeah your classroom management probably isn't the same as what it usually is like you might not get as much silent time you might not get as much um focused time with written work and that kind of thing but it's worth it for the payoff of classroom community it's worth it for the payoff of building the relationships for engaging your children in fun at school painting school as a fun place to be and an exciting place to be it's worth that payoff and your classroom management always comes back like it doesn't you don't just like immediately lose it after one day of halloween and they're going to be so tired the next day anyway so oh my goodness see when halloween's on like a thursday and you come in the next day dead Silence. Yeah. <laughs> Silence. Totally. Everyone is knackered, including me. That's a good Scottish word, knackered. Knackered. That means very tired. For anyone who's not from Scotland has got, got a good lesson in uh, <laughs> Scottish dialect Scottish today. vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening along to another episode of Inside Voices. Tune in next week where we're going to be talking about literacy approaches. And remember, in here, we use our inside voices. Hey!